This is Brett Barish, CEO of Sovereign Brands, and you're listening to Self Made. You look so good. Hey, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a hell of a compliment. I appreciate that, bro. You look good. You're in my space. I don't even get to be in my space. What do you think of the space? Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. It's great. Really it's dope. good. It's good energy, isn't it? Hell yeah. Two words to describe it. Totally. My whole goal, because I haven't been there in six months, and the whole goal is to create a space that just makes you want to work harder. Does that do it for you? It did. It did. So when I walked in, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I was looking around, my mind, it's just like my, my creative juices started to just flow. That's, but that's what I want. I want that feeling of your eyes are like, shit, there's so much going on here. Like, that's the goal. It's the, you know, it's... It reminds me of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. There's just so much shit going on. I want to experience everything. It's definitely dope. Great job. If you ain't been here in six months, man, I say like I've been here three times, and every time I come, it's like better and better and better every time. Did you man. did you see the studio yet? The 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 vault, the gold room. Did you see the gold room yet? All right, make them take you afterwards, all right? Yeah. So, Young Jock, I got to ask, you've done it. You're doing everything. You've done everything. You keep doing more. So I ask, if this was Ross, I asked him that question. If this is Post, I asked him this question. If it's Steve Aoki, what does self-made mean to you? To understand your purpose, first and foremost. I think uh, understanding one's purpose uh, is the baseline for everything. You know what I'm saying? And the whole concept of being self-made, I feel like it's, you know, you take the time to hash out your thoughts, um, get familiar with it, get familiar with your thoughts, get familiar with your, your, your wants, your needs, your desires, and you chase them. Uh, my father always told me to plan your work and work your plan. And uh, since a child, that has always been that little, little phrase. That little phrase has always stuck with me. And uh, I think that's one of the things that has helped me propel to the platforms that I've been most successful and lucrative at. So repeat, for everybody to hear it again, repeat the phrase. Plan your work, work your plan. So it, it's, it, and to you it means what? Um, understanding what your end goal is, what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the end desire, you know, and how do you properly execute that, you know, you <clears throat> you start out with the idea. You start out with uh, a desire. You, you start out with the need. And uh, when you to fill in those blanks, you have to properly put forth effort. You know what I'm saying? And as, as you make progress, you take notes. And along the way, you analyze. You analyze as you go to see if you're going in the right direction, if it's the proper uh, propulsion for you, you know what I'm saying? So for me, I think when I sit down and I come up with an idea, I say, yo, I want to do it like this. And I sit down and I look at uh, as many variables as I possibly can that will help me get to that desired end goal. And I set out and execute. What was the first idea you had that you wanted to, that you set that plan on? Um. So that first idea was to get out of my mama's house. 
No, but that's something, right? Yeah, it was, and I'll never forget that experience. Uh, I had a barber, and uh, I was just thinking about, like, man, what I got to do to get out of my mom's house? I got a good job, but I don't have credit. No, everybody keeps denying me. I was like 18. Everybody keeps denying me for an apartment, a rental, a rental spot, anything. And uh, one day my barber was cutting my hair, man. He's like, man, you don't know nobody. Uh, need a spot. I need him looking for a roommate. I'm like, I do. He's like, who? I said, me. He's like, really? He's like, man, you, he's like, well, you always come in and tip me good. He's like, man, I want you to check out the apartment. I'm like, yeah, let's go see it. Man, I remember going to that apartment being like, okay, this is cool. Not knowing this man was involved in some real high state criminal activity. And I found out as soon as I walked through the door, because some dread, dreadhead cats come through the door and they're like, yo, what one? Man, see him to you I'm like, whoa, 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 no, I'm like, they got something to do with it? He's like, yeah, this actually they spot. I'm renting the, I'm renting the other room. I'm like, how you going on a sub lease? On a sub lease, you know what I'm saying? And I was so excited about getting out of my mom's house, and that was such a major letdown because those guys felt I was too young to be involved or in a space where they was conducting criminal activity, and I felt the same way. And uh, I'll never forget, they got busted like the same week that I <laughs> I was not a quote-unquote approved by them. And uh, I just started working and working and working, and I got with uh, two of my best friends, uh, say, cool and Steve, recipes to Steve. And uh, we set out and got an apartment, actually a, a newer set of apartments that was next door to those apartments. And uh, I remember that guy coming home once he got out on bun. He saw me when I lived in that apartment. He's like, hey, man, you ain't got a room for rent? <laughs> Did it feel like what is like that that moment of saying I want to get you know I, I want to get out of my mom's house and I did it? Is it the same feeling? And I'm 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 not kidding about this. Is it the same feeling you know being Grammy nominated? You know what I mean? To be quite honest, it is because it, it's accomplishment. You've done something. It's an accomplishment, and it, and it just depends on how how much emphasis one puts on that accomplishment. You know what yeah. I'm saying? To each his own. You know, I, I know some people who grab Wait, Jacques, I can't hear. Can you hear me? That's better. Go ahead. But um, as I was saying, some people don't feel like that's the, the the a major accomplishment to be Grammy nominated because you just nominated. You're thought of. You know, your name came up in the hat. But um, for myself, when I got out of my mama's house, I ain't gonna lie to you. I was like, this is it. But I also did not look at it as the top. It was just. The, the first major stepping stone for me yep. um, in that space is like I zeroed out though. It's like I was happy for a minute, excited, but once I got into it and started realizing, okay, lights, cable, water, dang, shit's getting real. insurance. Then I had a car note. I started being like, yo, this is uh, ooh, I was so happy to get out of my mama's house. Now I'm doing the same thing my mom and dad been doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, it was just to the next level. It was like, okay, boom, I was happy for a minute. 
And then they kind of like all the happy and the hype disappeared for me. It was like, the reality set in. Reality set in and said, okay, you made this accomplishment. Now, what's the next accomplishment to accompany this one? You know what I'm saying? So, what was it after that moment? I actually was trying to become Young Jock. And why music? Uh, man, music was always one of my first loves. Believe it or not, acting was always my first love. Wow. And uh, me being a cat in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Uh, during those times, like, you had to go to Hollywood. You had to go to L.A. You had to have an agent. You had to be, you had to get acting coaches. You know, you had to be under some type of, you know, SAG, after and all that. And I just, I didn't have the people uh, in my direct circle that I felt could get me there. So music was like second on the list. And that was because I was just always like the life of the party. I was always entertaining. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I found myself, <laughs> my Aunt Nedra, we would be at my grandmother's house at Granny House. And it's so funny because we would be sitting there, man, and Nedra would always have us singing songs. My Aunt Nedra, my mom's baby sister. And Next you know, I looked up like whenever I would do the songs or perform, I wanted to really do it. And that's when I first started to be able to watch like uh Yo MTV Raps, BET. Of course, before that, you know, you had to you had to catch when they were starting to play rap on radio, on mainstream radio. So that one night a week it come on, you had to get your cassette tape ready, put you some tissue in the corner, pop it in and record the mix, basically. Yep. And uh, so when you would get that little, that little, that little jab of just, you know, hip hop, you was like, oh, I need more, I need more. And I started to watch these artists and I watched how they were being developed and watch how they were being rolled out. And then, you know, soon after that, I started to emulate what I was seeing. And of course, you know, adding my own sense of style and flavor that came along with it as well. So did, did you like the... I'm imagining if you wanted to be an actor, the performance side of it was more enjoyable maybe than the music side of it, you know? It actually, it actually was. It, it actually was. I mean, it, it, it complements it, you know what I'm saying? And um, I just started realizing, like, yo, I, w- I would watch how LL was moving. I was watching how Slick Rick was moving, Run DMC, you know, all these cats, the Fat Boys, the Beastie Boys. Uh, you, you name it, I was watching them. I was watching, like, the different characteristics, uh, the way they would ask the questions when they interviewed, uh, the way they say you're supposed to talk to a chick, the way you're supposed to handle a cat who tried you. And uh, using my own intuition and knowledge, I was able to kind of find myself along the way. The, the, um, when, when did you... When did you realize, maybe you didn't, did it take someone else to tell you that you're talented, you can, you can do music? That was early on, man. The family, my cousins. Everybody like, man, you good. Like, you good. Like, I could. And, like, we would, we would do stuff. We would go in. Like, you know, it was almost like a talent show, either in my grandmother's living room or on our screen porch. So, man, I would go in my grandma's closet, man, because Granny wouldn't be there. I'd go in her closet, grab one of her minks. While everybody else was just doing their thing, I'd be like, y'all got to give me a drum roll. Y'all got to give me a drum roll. And then I'd be like, when I come out, I want y'all to be like, like a crowd. So when I come out with the mink 
and the shades, they instantly like, oh, this boy crazy. So it was a sense of uh, entertainment all along, and I was I felt that I was being entertained. You know, what Wait, was uh, was that a character? Was that a character, or was uh, it you? I, you know what? I'm gonna say it, it definitely was a character. It definitely was a character because we did all type of stuff. You know, we would she would let us tell jokes. We would have to give speeches, and it was just something for us to do in our spare time because. We were just sitting around my grandmother's house, man. No central heat in the air. Well, no central air. We had heat, but no air. So, you know, the kids sitting around restless, with no video games or nothing like that. You know, it was just like, yo, you got to find something to do. So if we went hide and go seek, if we went climbing trees, if we went, you know, doing the stuff the kids did at that time in life. Yeah. The stuff we did now if you saw that now, you'd be like, yo, this is a good kid. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because we didn't have all the luxuries that our kids have now at their disposal. So what happened to the, What happened to get you to the point of people are listening to your music? Like, did, did was there a break you had? Did something happen? Brett, you know what, man? <clears throat> One of the things that pushed me the harder, just speaking of family again, um, you know, you always hear the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just will remember, like, every Thanksgiving, my Uncle Gene and my Uncle Zeroni or my Uncle Tony be like, hey, man, you ain't signed a deal yet? You ain't got a deal yet? I'm like, no. Nah. You ain't put no music out yet? When you gonna put something out? It's coming, it's coming. And after a while, I started realizing that it's easier to say it's coming or not yet. I started to realize that I had to put a little more effort into yep. the actual process of getting to this, this this place that I kept imagining in my head. You know what I'm saying? So I just I just kept working at it, working at it, working at it. Um, and I never forget I was working with uh, a cat by the name of Marcus Brown. Real, real hot. He was very, very kind of green. Button, yep. Yep. Real button. Up, but he had a lawn service and he wanted to work with me and uh, my boy Redman and Mike and Brett he was like I'm going to manage you guys I was like man he don't know the first thing about managing but he had a friend by the name of Shayla Simpson who was married to Ross Browner who used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns and uh, she worked for Revlon so when I first big breaks in that I was able to do this Revlon jingle for this line that got called Lot of Body. That was the first time that I, outside of me being in a group called Nonviolators when I was 12. Here I am now, 16, 17. I'm like, no, nah, I'm more serious about it. Uh, that was my first check. And they paid us really well, considering we had no name, yep. Yep. no motion. Yep. You know, it was a check. We, we executed and they was happy. That was the break for me in, in, in my mind that, yo, this is possible. You know what I'm saying? Did, 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 I'm just curious about this one. The fact that, like, I always look at it this way. Who cares who it is? If they believe in you, they see it helps. If that guy believed in you, if he saw something, that's movement. You know oh, what I mean? Oh Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. I think he liked uh, the fact that we weren't lazy. Yeah. We weren't scared to work. Um, he liked the fact that we were really friends. We had, like, a brotherhood, so... It wasn't like we was just out here in the streets, running the streets, doing what all the other knuckleheads was doing. Like, we actually was like, 
really trying to become something in real life, you know? When did you, when did you first realize, Jesus, I'm somebody. People know who I am. By the time I did this going down, the people in my city, I knew a lot of people because I went to nine schools, you know, yeah. three elementary, three middle, three high. That's because I stayed in trouble. You know what I'm saying? I was one of those kids, like, I could excel in the classroom. Academically, boom, grades would be crazy. You know what I'm saying? High test scores and all that. But because I was still so mischievous and curious, like, I was balanced like this. I was rocking with the kids who got their work done. But by the time my work was done, I couldn't bother them. So the little knuckleheads or the class clowns, they was readily available to do whatever. So my work would be done, but my conduct was piss poor because I kept finding myself with the wrong crowd. Yep. You know, it's quote, quote, any crowd. And uh, by the time I dropped this going down, before I dropped this going down, I was working with Miss B, Miss Behavior. She had a song called Bottle Action. Yeah. I introduced her to Nitty. Nitty took her to JD. Jermaine Dupree, JD put her out. So at that time, I had started making connections in the city with different people. And we were traveling, doing shows and whatnot. I was able to go and do shows with Bone Crusher, Bow Wow, stuff like that, because she was signed to JD and Zumba. So while I was moving around, I was making my rounds, touching the DJs, because I was a hype man, a best friend. But I also was that cat who knew how to go and uh, secure connections contacts and that's what I did so by the time I dropped this going down people was like I know you what that's you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, oh this is gonna be easy because I actually like you and you cool and you ain't scared to work and you smart so it kind of just kind of it just kind of started rolling out for me like that bro did you think it would after it's gone down did you think it would be easy Nah, I never, I never thought it was easy. Mm. It never was easy to me because I, I knew what it took to get to that point. You know, I thought, think about it. It took me 25 years. That's from the, the, the date of conception or the date of birth to become this uh, entity, this commodity, as the world knows, young job. Um, so if you go back, to 10 years it took me 15 years you know i started rapping at like 10 for real for real so from 10 to 25 that's 15 years i was like Shit, it took 15 years just to get here now what i'm gonna do to sustain this to, to continue to live like this continue to be this this artist who's making good music or that the world wants to continue here so i knew it was a job ahead of me and uh i just man you might as well i laced up my boots man i was ready to go did, given, I want to ask you this, given your first love was acting, did it ever feel, even even it's gone down, did it did it feel good or did it feel like, shit, I wish I was doing what I really wanted to do? No, nah, because by the time I had really started taking uh, the music serious, acting was on the back. Yeah. That was like, I use this. To get to the next level. Big way to get to that next phase of my life and my career. You know what I mean? Um, so tell me, tell me about love and hip hop. Oh shit! 
Tell, tell you about it. It's 10 years, 10 seasons. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we actually 11 seasons. So it's really, really like 14 seasons. Because once COVID hit, we were doing the same amount of work to get a season A and a season B. Kind of get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. With such a, and such a stronghold on the world, you know, whenever we go to a new season, we would try to, you know, the talent is always going to try to renegotiate for more money. So instead of them just going to a new season, knowing that we had all these restrictions in place, they created these intervals from season 10A or 9A, 9B. So that way you weren't able to really go in and justifiably renegotiate your contract. You see what I'm saying? So, but it was the same amount of work and the same amount of time and the same amount of effort. So if you really take on a 9A, 9B, 10A, 10B, 11A, now we're on 11B, you know, it's more than 10 seasons. Does it feel good the day one versus today? It feels great. It definitely still feels great. Um, I think now I don't have the same fears as I did um, initially as a breakout artist, a breakout talent. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember like watching people like, man, this is going down somewhere. This whoosh. Boy, young boy, you out of here. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, well, damn. What I got to do next to have another song like that? Or what? what's the next song yeah. look yeah. like, feel like, you know? So it was like, oh, shoot, man, you know? So there were certain fears involved. I was like, well, it might go to the Midwest. I know it's going to be South. The North might not mess with it. The West Coast might not mess with it, but we'll see. And uh, once those bookings and tours started, a lot of that fear dissipated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because then I started realizing, oh, okay, I got my rhythm now, see how it goes. But, you know, going from being this artist to having some some, some stumbles and fumbles along the way, um, I started to realize, like, yo, you know, we hear people saying seven sources of income. I started to realize, like, yo, I'm still doing shows that's published involve royalties I'm like I right, okay how do I add to yeah. this and uh, uh, you know it's so interesting because I'm gonna tell you this really quickly I was the kid that would sit back and watch something watch it watch it watch it I remember sitting back watching uh, making the band and just being like yo what are y'all doing not looking at it as a production yeah 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 you know I'm like y'all crazy as hell man come on I'm from the hood, like, we, man, you want me to walk and get this cheesecake? This all I got to do to secure this deal? Man, let me get me some comfortable shoes. Let me make sure my socks right. They don't be going, you know, you don't want the socks to be going down in your shoe. Get on that be uncomfortable. Get some good socks, good shoes. I walk. I'm like, yo, I'm watching the screen. Like, that ain't what you tell no Diddy. This ain't, this is not how you talk. This is a mold. This is a box. This what is Diddy. Well, and so I would be talking to the screen, literally like, man, y'all tripping, dog. So by the time I got in front of Diddy, it was those surreal moments. Although it was my reality, it felt so surreal because now it's like when you're in a movie, you say, oh, man, don't let them do this. Grab yep. the gun. Yep. In real life, it's, it's a lot different. 
So uh, I'm watching this play out in my life um, and becoming the artist on job. Now here I am like watching Love and Hip Hop because Mona them came to me from the, for, to the, for the first season. And I just wasn't about to go on there and put myself out there because, you know, at that point in time, if you was going on reality TV, you was considered washed up. Uh, people was going to laugh at you and clown you. Then, you know, that was a young lady who was trying to say that she was my mistress and all this, and that's what they was going off of. I'm like, yo, I got a whole wife. I can't. Hell no. Nah. Y'all got me. Uh-huh. I got too much money to be playing with. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So I remember interviewing with Mona and being real stiff. Like, nah. She's like, so you don't think y'all ever get together, get back in the deal with you? Like, nope. So they ain't called me back, right? So I'm watching Kirk and Rashida. I'm, 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 I'm watching Scrappy. I'm watching Stevie J. I'm watching all these people that I know. And I'm looking at the TV. Now I'm back in the same type of headspace as when I was watching Making the yeah. Man. Like, yeah. Oh man, you don't supposed to say that, man. Man, hold up, man. I'm like, nah, man, y'all supposed to do that. You supposed to be like this, man. Oh, I would say some funny ass shit right now. So when it came back around and me and Carla was rocking, I was like, I don't really think I want to go on the show like that. And she was like, baby, why not? You funny, you charismatic, you charming, blah 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 blah. And baby, da, da, da. And I'm like, nah, man, I don't do that shit. Did you think? Did you think it was one season and done for you? I got to keep it a whole hundred. I didn't know what it was going to be for me, dog. I just knew if I get in front of the camera, this shit going to be fun. I, I'm, I, I was just going to say, and I'm going to use Ross as an, as an analogy. The one thing Rick Ross has taught me is you can make anything cool. Yeah. You can make anything, you know, hot. You can make anything, you know, relevant. It's not, it doesn't take you over. You take it over and control it. Like, the fucker can put slippery soap on, on, on the camera, and it's the coolest thing in the whole world. Like, it doesn't matter. I love, I was about to reference that. I ain't even but, lying to you. I was about to say, he got some shit called slippery soap. Correct, but. But, but cool to detail, some shit to wash a car. Correct, but that to me, and I'm I'm just a big fan of learning and watching people and being surprised. And I realize you you take you control it, you dictate it, you decide it. It doesn't matter what the hell it is. You make it cool. You make it relevant. It doesn't matter. And I think that's what you've done. You've made it cool. You've made it relevant. That's what I did because a lot of people was like, man, don't go on that show, man. That that ain't it, bro. That yep. shit. They laughing at them people. I'm like, man, look. The problem is people are going on here not being transparent. And and when I say that, everybody wanted to act as if they was like, just like super on and popping yeah. at the moment. And we, we're watching from this side of the screen like, that's not the case, buddy. You know what I'm saying? And in, in certain moments, instead of just letting your hair down and just being like, ha, and laughing out loud because some shit was really funny, cats was like getting upset because they feel like somebody was trying or trying to belittle them or embarrass them on TV. I was like, shit, this is perfect. This is what I do. So I just, I, I just remember Carly telling me that my meat smelled like fish. <laughs> and I was like, what? And it dawned on me, yo, 
you can make this whatever you want it to be. Correct, 100%. Light bulb came on in my head, and I just started giving everybody on the show the business, whether it's to make you laugh yourself into loving me or to make you know that I'm witty enough to, to have some comebacks for your ass. So did, you watch what you say. Did, did it give you the acting bug? Did it make you realize I, I like being characters? I like driving this? I like dictating this? Well, you know, that was already there. So I'm going to just say it awakened that desire that was already there. That desire just had been on the back burner for so long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, hell, I remember I remember having an agent. <laughs> I'm going to tell you two movies that uh, I uh, <laughs> I went and auditioned for. I had an agent that was like, well, it's a couple. It's like, yeah, we want you to, here's a role for you. I get the role that like a six foot one uh, Caucasian male in his 60s. I'm like, I ain't I mean. one. I ain't Caucasian, and I don't even look like I'm in my fifties or sixties. I'm like, what? And my and my agent kept saying, "Yo, just keep going, stand in front of these people." I kept saying, "Just try, just keep trying." And I'm like, nah. So I I remember reading for this role, and I was like, this this is thing ever because I'm spending my money to go to California and take exacting classes and go and meet with these people and, and, and try to audition. Uh, I remember they wanted me. You remember the movie Tropic Thunder? Of course. Amazing. I remember going to LA as I'm walking in, T.I. walking out like, shit. Y'all think this is You know, T.I. walking You know, Tilt walking out yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that ain't pit and pit. I'm like, Tilt, what are you like, why, what's up, why? Be easy. I'm like, now until my partner, you know? And I go in there and they give me this script. And the character's name was Ridiculous. And he was supposed to be a a, 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 a spoof of P. Diddy. So he had ridiculous ridiculous well. He had the, the, the drink, ridiculous juice. You know, it was all something with the word dick in it. It was just like, because they were ridiculous. And I was like, man, this name is so weird. So then I had this part, because I hadn't seen the script. So I'm sitting down face to face with this guy, and he's like, man, ridiculous, man. You got the world, man. You got everything. People eating out your hand, man. You can get any car you want. You can, you know, your, your name and lights. You got all the women you want. Uh, and, and, and the part I was supposed to say is, in this particular part of the script, I say, yeah, man, but if you want the truth, with all those girls being in my face, I'd be thinking about you. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, this is the part for me, yo. I'm like, nah, I'm like, oh, you're doing great. Let's try it this way. Say it with more passion. And I was like, nah, this, I don't want to say that. I was like, can y'all take that out of the movie? It's like, no, this is a very strong part of this movie. And I was like, I don't want my, my first gig to be me telling another man that when women are around, I'm thinking about him. I just didn't have that much passion or dedication to be an actor to do that. So I was kind of like, ah. Then they had another role. I had to go and read and I had to be Will you pick, Well, hold on, hold on. Would you, would, you do, would you do it different today? What do you mean? If you had that part to read again? No, I don't. I don't think I would. Did you watch the movie? I, 
I did. It's amazing. <laughs> he got pregnant. Right. And when That's I right. called pregnant, he's like, yo, I got the wrong drop of thunder. I was like, good for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I don't have nothing against nobody or their personal lifestyle or any of that. You know, I'm happy for you if you're happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but for me, um, if this was going to be my breakout role, and if my primary source of income is from being a, a hip-hop artist, right? I didn't want to skew any of this success, any of this success. I didn't want to damage anything I had going by going in and taking a role like this when I didn't even have to take the role yeah. and I didn't need the money. It was, so for me, it was like, nah, take that line out and I'll gladly accept this role. And that wasn't something that it was going really to do. When, when in the acting space, when you were growing up, who were the who were who were the the actors that you wanted to emulate? Who did you look up to? Man, Jamie Foxx, Martin, uh, uh, Danny Glover, yeah, Will Smith, Richard Pryor, Sidney Poitier, um, uh, what's my guy? Who played in Rocky? Uh, well, not Sylvester Stallone. Carl. Uh, Carl uh, Weathers. Carl Weathers. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, it's other names that just they're not popping in my If you head had right to now. pick a lane today, what would you choose? Between what? Music, acting. You couldn't look, look back. I got to focus on one thing. I can't do anything else. Well, I'd be scared to go. We're acting right now because ain't nobody doing shit right now. It's a strike. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But nah, um, the one thing about acting, you know, you can go give it your all, but if people don't connect with the, the plot, the story, it's a failed attempt. Yeah. In a sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With music, you know, I could sit here right now, and, I, and I'm, I'm gonna give you something interesting though. Here's what's funny when I say this. As I said that about acting, right, in a movie or something, a show or something, if it's not executed well, it's not received well, right? Yeah. On the music side of things, Brett, like, I could be sitting here humming or somebody could say something that really stands out to me and I can make a smash off of a quote, off of yeah. a saying, uh, a cliche, a parable, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and even in that space, the money keeps going. It just keeps going, you know? You know, with a movie, if I if my if my paperwork is not right and I'm not able to receive royalties from the from whatever production I do, or and I'm not receiving the residual income from it, once that movie's done, I gotta wait on that next opportunity for a yeah. movie. The music, I can go anywhere and put my music on and perform and get paid to do it, right? But check this out. Reality TV came across so much easier than both of them to me because it's kind of like two and it's just like it's like a mixture of both of them because at the drop of a dime i can say something that goes viral everybody takes it and it goes viral because i can say something that just came up in my head at that moment right but at the same time i can walk in a room and make the whole room laugh i can walk in the room and make the whole room say damn i ain't think of that with reality TV. Do, can, can, do you think you have that same lane on the morning show? I do. 
Hell yeah, I do. But you get but what's neat about that, isn't it, that you get to get the feedback immediately. immediately. You're not waiting months. You're not waiting weeks. I get to rub elbows with cohorts, whether they're the hottest thing or somebody trying to get back to that space or they'll find themselves in a new avenue yeah. as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get to talk to, I'm nationally syndicated, Young Jock in the Streets Morning Takeover. So a lot of these markets that have loved me <clears throat> for the last almost two decades, I get to talk to these people, right? So on one hand, I got TV working for me because people are like, man, I like your personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the ladies like you. Uh, on the other side, I got the music. So you got people who grew up with me, the music come on, the old people know it, the, 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 the people my age and a little younger know it, even the kids. Um, and with radio, it allows me to, 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 to consistently stir the pot of both of them because now I can go to these markets that, uh, where, where there are fans that adorn me and I can go in these markets and, you know, they, 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 Hey man, I'm happy to see you, man. I love your music. I love you. And they see me on TV as well. And I get to talk to people. I get to be truly who I am. It's not about a bar. It's not about if, it was, if this uh, scene was edited properly, if yeah. you look cool, if you had on some, if something made somebody laugh. It's about the, 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 the real and the now, the right now. And I think it's so effective and it's been very effective for me because I get a chance to be vocal. And a lot of times I, I, would, I would sit around people and when we get a chance to converse, they'd be like, oh, man, you're smart. I thought you, I didn't know you were this smart. When 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 you first did the show, the uh, Streets Morning Takeover, when did you realize I like this shit? I like this. I can do this. It took a minute. It took a minute, right? Because so, it took a minute because I wasn't fully confident in it. It took a minute because it came with a lot of sacrifice. Because it's a morning show, I can't be out at night. And I was, mm. that's why I was making the bulk of my money. And going into it, it wasn't paying me no hell of a lot of money for me to be turning down money. You kind of get what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, it's not a dream of mine. It's just not something I inspire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Inspiring radio personality. I, that wasn't me. I, 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 took, I took on radio because I need a structure in my life. Yeah. That was the thing. Because just moving around as an artist, uh, who has music and I can tour and being on TV, which keeps that going for me, it continues to prepare me as an artist because it's, it's like irrelevant. You, people talking about you, you're in the blogs, you're on people phone every day. Uh, I just realized that you could just go and go and go and go and go. You'll be spiraling everywhere, spending money all over here. Hey man, we gonna go over here, meet us over here. I catch a flight here. And I needed something that would give me more structure so I could be with my children. Uh, so I could just kind of, get a grasp and a hold on things, man, because I was, I'm, I'm, I'm not old and I'm not young either. I'm like right what's the, the spot, you know what yep. I mean? What's the next plan? So, I just completed another movie. Mm. I just put out a, um, I was in a series called I Got a Story to Tell. Mm -hmm. It's an anthology series, you know what I'm saying? South side of the D-Hard Smoop. Uh, and I got my own episode. And I was able to act in this film as the star role, the lead role. And uh, that, for me, 
let me know that I was I was I was at a, at the point of my life where I'm starting to really boss up what I think is bossing up. Bossing up ain't necessarily just having a whole bunch of money. I mean, somebody can hit the Powerball and have a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. it's, it's truly working at something, making valiant attempts to get to the next point. And so, mm -hmm. on this leg of this tour of my life, uh, once I did that movie, I felt like, yo, I got movies, I got more music, more TV, more radio. So now I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm becoming to, I'm, I'm coming into my own as far as a well-rounded entertainer. So the this latest project I just did is called um, Atlanta Playboy Murder, featuring uh, Tay Diggs as the number one. He's the lead. And uh, it's a really, really, really good movie, a really dope movie um, based off this guy, Lance Herndon, uh, right, right here out of Atlanta. And it's a really big story. When is it coming out? Uh, it should be out. I think this far. Wow, that's I'm what? Uh B E T. That's awesome. So that's I'm just, awesome. I'm just trying to see how it's gonna play out with Tyler Perry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. So you know, I I look man, I'm I'm waiting on that moment to when I get the when the PR people start calling like, hey man, just let you know we're gearing up, we're about to start to roll out. Uh we wanna do the you know, the this and that. So I'm waiting for that moment. Cause I one thing I always hated, Brett. Is when people say, what you got going on? What you working on? And people, you know, they say, speaking into existence. And I hate to just be speaking things, try, trying to speak things into existence. And the next time they see you, the certain thing, a lot of the stuff you was, quote, unquote, speaking into existence has not come has into Has not come through. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So, you know, so for me, now it feels so good for somebody to ask me what you're doing and it's not what you expect. Or it's, it's definitely on a whole nother, in a whole other direction of what one would assume that I would be doing next. I think, again, you know, talking to you, and I'm, again, I'm all about the, the idea of, of, you know, your first plan, you know, getting out of the house, getting out of my mom's house, yeah. and seeing you go from music to reality shows to the morning show to acting, um, to me, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what self-made is. That's the idea of you get to, if I had a goal in life when I was a little kid, it's I just want to do all the ideas I've ever had. And that's, yeah. to me, looking at you, that's the feeling I get. You get to do the ideas that you had. You get to try shit. And it's it awesome. Options. Is, I, I think, man, in life, people always tell you we have options. And uh, sometimes some of the options that come along the way, are not necessarily your idea. Yep. They're not necessarily the right option for you. Yep. Some people are forced into this option, or some people fall into an option by default. Yep. My options are definitely the options that I pursue and seek out. You know what I'm saying? And you make it freaking cool. And you make it work. You make it so that it's someone's not looking at you and saying, well, you know, you don't feel funny about it because you're again, you're controlling it. That's the that's the beauty. Oh yeah, I love every day. Every man, every day I get to see another day, man. And when I just think of what I come from, where I came from, and I think about that journey to to present to now, this very moment, 
But look who I'm on. Look who I'm on. Look who I'm being interviewed by. Or just look who I'm conversing with right now. I'm sitting in your spot, <laughs> big dog. Like, <laughs> you ain't even been here. Since I haven't even been there. I'm all right. Your shit, you know what I'm saying? So right. I, I mean, who who can, who who wouldn't be happy or, or just thrilled about you know the decisions that I can make when I'm ready? You know yep, what I'm I get it. I get it. Well, young Jock, I love it. Um, keep doing what you're doing. I can't wait till the, the next movie comes out. Um, please take a walk around the place. Tell me what you think, because it's been a long minute since I've seen it, and every day it's changing. But, but I hope it motivates the hell out of you, you and uh, anything you possibly need, me and my team are all, all, all uh, we're in your camp. For sure, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank, thank you, you everybody. Thank you, Jock. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>